Hello, thank you for tuning in to my podcast. I'm Jane Phillips of Jane Phillips Coaching and Feel Better Naturally. I'm a transformational coach who focuses on the combination of life coaching, business and executive coaching with a twist on food and nutrition to help you make a massive difference in your life. You really can be your best self by combining support for work or meaningful activity if you're retired, life coaching and nutritional support. Following on from my Living in Lockdown number two podcast, Feel Better Naturally podcasts consists of six series, each one focusing on a key area of your life, including home, our mental and physical well-being, relationships, work, finances, and all about you. I hope you enjoy the Feel Better Naturally podcasts. And if you would like to know more, you'll find Jane Phillips Coaching and Feel Better Naturally on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Or visit my website, Jane Phillips Coaching. Avoiding burnout. Did you know that women over 50 years are more likely to experience burnout at work? And that working over 40 hours a week puts you at higher risk of burnout? That's research from the Aragon Institute of Health Sciences. And a survey by Microbismag found that 22% of respondents had experienced job-related burnout. So you might ask, what is burnout and do I have it? The World Health Organization defines burnout as the result of chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. And stress is the precursor to burnout. And that's why I want to talk to you about it now, because stress builds up at work, but it also builds up at home. But when stress has been going on for some time and you have been unable to deal with it, it's not your fault. We all experience stress every day. That is normal and even healthy under the right circumstances. But the type of stress that leads to burnout has not been managed properly. This might be because your problem has not been recognised or you haven't received the right support, or you just don't have the right tools and resources to help yourself cope. I remember when burnout was not acknowledged and people were embarrassed to admit that they were struggling to cope. So it's great to know that larger organisations in the UK have programmes to help staff deal with the chronic stress that causes burnout. But what if you are a small company owner or perhaps a sole trader? Then you might not have the tools or the time to help yourself. The pressure of the bottom line might overshadow your well-being. Does that sound familiar? When we suffer from burnout, it can show itself in several ways. And here are just some of the signs. Struggling to get things done, 
putting things off or prevaricating, being unable to make a clear decision, feeling that your work is out of control, feeling like your voice and your opinion is not being heard, a feeling of panic rising in your chest or a tightness in your throat. And we can go on coping and coping and coping. And then one day our bodies and our brains say enough is enough and burnout hits you full on. Many things can help you to help you to avoid burnout, but you need to adopt long-term changes. The sticking plaster approach will not work for long, but it can help achieve a short-term quick fix. And here are some suggestions. Turning off those in incessant email and social media alerts. Aiming to achieve no more than two must-dos each day. The must-dos are the ones that move your business forward. Making sure that you balance work and home life. Not looking at the screen and social media before you go to bed. And taking regular breaks from the screen to get some fresh air. But, you know, to cope in the long term and cope with long term stress, I have developed my powerful six steps to avoid stress model. The six steps to avoid stress comprises of the following stages. Number one, reduce unnecessary stress. You will experience areas of conflict, sometimes between home and work, sometimes be between different priorities at work. Make different choices to avoid these obvious areas of conflict, stress and anxiety. In the short term, that might include reviewing your priorities and deadlines. In the longer term, this might include a change of career or leaving a destructive relationship. Number two, release negative stress. Some stress is positive, but some stress cannot be dealt with by channeling into activity. It can become excessive. This is negative stress. You can reduce it by controlled venting, relaxation techniques, or seeking emotional support from friend or family member. Number three, channel stress into positive energy. When stress does begin to build, channel it. Complete the task that is causing stress, get it out of the way. But if the stress is outside of your control, channel the stress into an into achieving a different goal, something that you have some control over and rise to the challenge you have set yourself. Step number four is to plan for the future because having a plan will help you cope with stress because you will feel more in control. Aim for the goals that you've set yourself, but be prepared to be flexible because life doesn't always go to our plan. Step number five is increase your resources. Stress can creep up on us unexpectedly, but we can see more stress coming before it, before it arrives, such as 
dealing with Christmas, an increase in workload for a period of time, we can see that coming. We know it's going to happen. So stress tends to come in batches and in periods. Keep an eye on your horizon. And when you see stressful situations looming, take some action to increase your ability to cope. So that might be improving your diet, increasing your nutritional supplements, making sure you get plenty of sleep, exercise, and giving yourself some you time. Increase your emotional and professional support networks. But do not try to cope alone with your usual level of resources. You need to increase them. You need to up your resources. And step number six, address your emotional and mental well-being. Think about what your stress trigger is. When does it happen? Where does it happen? Is there a particular person or situation that triggers it? And when you have identified your trigger, where and when it is likely to happen, think about what you can do to change. Think about how you can stop it happening. And what about stress at work if you are the manager and thinking about your employees? Do you manage a team of people? Managers of employees can make a massive impact on staff welfare and their ability to cope with the stress. Recognising the signs of stress in your team and reduce the likelihood of burnout makes a huge difference. You can, for instance, keep an eye on the hours that your staff are working. Set a good example with the hours that you work. Promote healthy eating habits amongst staff and encourage regular exercise opportunities. Ensure that employees don't sit at their desks for too long. Make sure people can talk to their line manager. Set up routine informal chats with individual team members as well as team meetings. Promote mental health days and ensure that staff take their annual leave. Introducing the SSAS, the six steps to avoid stress model at work or in your personal life will make a significant impact on your ability to cope with stress and prevent negative stress from turning into burnout. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to find out more about what I do, you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, or at my website, Jane Phillips Coaching. I look forward to speaking to you next time. Thank you.